Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the South Carolina High School Blitz on the SCVarsity.com radio network. To the South Carolina High School Football Post Game Show, Jim Baxter from SCVarsity.com, coming to you from the Midlands of South Carolina, and we have got a lot of football scores, highlights uh, uh, going on. Um, getting into final scores right now, uh, some great football tonight. I was really surprised tonight about uh, some of the, the close games that we had. But uh, joining me now on the uh, phone lines is uh, my buddy Richie Altman from the Low Country. Richie, how you doing? Man, I tell you what, it's been every bit of exciting. If you're uh, if you're some of the teams, Jim, and, and if you're uh, unfortunately on the other end of it, man, it was it was a long night. Of course, I covered the uh, Fort Dorchester uh, Dutch Sport game, and I tell you what, man, I've got a lot of new respect for uh, Tom Knox and, and and that offense and, and that defense and. I've never seen anybody come in, and, and even Coach LaPrade said this on his show uh, at the end of the game, said he's never seen such a, a bad performance from an offense. And he was talking about his offensive squad there. They turned over the ball, uh, JB, with, with a turnover as soon as they got a three and out. That gave seven points to Dutch Fort, and then they threw an interception. That led to 13 because they missed the extra point. But you said it best, man. Every time they touched the ball at, at Dutch Fort, man, they put at least three, if not seven, on the board. And, they just kept pouring it on. They even went for a fake punt, even though they were up by 38 points and, and got it. They ran the, the, the running back over there. He ran a 45-yard one uh, with about uh, halfway through the third quarter. So, Tom Knott's definitely trying to prove a point uh, that he's the real deal, and, and he's the only uh, power horse uh, in the low country. Well, I, was, I wasn't at the game, obviously. I was over at the Brooklyn Casey Hartsville game, which was another great game. But I had heard from reports from people that I had out down there that towards the end of the first half um, there were a couple of what they felt like cheap shots uh, on the Dutch Fork quarterback and I even tweeted out if if that's the case again I wasn't there I didn't see it but if that was the case Tom Knott's going to run it up I guarantee you and that's probably played into why they did the fake punt too but uh, yeah I don't I don't think that uh, Dutch Fork you know, after their performance needs to, to prove anything to anyone. Listen to this. I, 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 they stuffed they stuffed the Fort Dorchester offense like a Thanksgiving turkey, man. They had less than 100 yards of offense, 98 yards of offense. They only rushed the ball for 58 yards um, on 26 attempts. They only averaged 2.2 yards per carry and passed for 33 yards. Um I tell you, it was uh, an amazing performance by the Dutch Fork defense. Offensively, John Hall, uh, the senior running back for Dutch Fork, uh, outstanding game, 19 carries, 188 yards, and four touchdowns for that young man. And then uh, Ty Olinchuk, who, like I said, have said all season, I think is the best quarterback in the state, was 11 of 20, uh, one touchdown, 123 yards. And Jalen Hyatt, three touches, just three touches and a touchdown. Uh, for that young man. So, a uh, great performance by Dutch Fork. Um, next week, they get Carolina Forest. It uh, should be a great game. Richie, I'm going to go over real quick uh, the um, the scores because we're going to have uh, – we've got a couple of guests that are going to be calling in uh, tonight. i got some of the coaches that are going to give us a call. Uh, in the 5A, Gaffney uh, shocks uh, the upstate with a 34-20 to win over Burns. You know, I don't want to say that this was a huge upset. It was an upset, 
But uh, this Gaffney team, if you go all the way back to the beginning of the season, this is a team I had ranked number two in the state. And uh, I really felt like uh, they could do it. They they did not perform that well. They had some injuries that, that hamstrung them during the season. But they're back full force now, with the exception of Jamari Littlejohn, who's out with ACL. But uh, the last two weeks, they go into Sumter and annihilate Sumter last week. They go to Burns at Nixon Field and get some payback uh, for the earlier season loss to Burns. Dorman, 45, Clover, 42. Clover would not give up in that game. So we're going to see in the upstate, uh, upper state championship game, Gaffney uh, and Dorman playing for that uh, upper state uh, title and to see who gets to go to the state championship. Uh, lower state, Dutch Fork, we've already mentioned over Fort Dorchester, 48 to nothing. Carolina Forest, 41, Goose Creek, 14. Carolina Forest uh, will take on Dutch Fork next week. Richie, let's talk about that game for a second. Uh, Goose Creek goes in and lays an egg. I mean, this is this is crazy that uh, uh, they come off of an incredible performance Monday night against a good Somerville team and go to Carolina Forest, uh, who who struggled a little bit last week with River Bluff, and Carolina Forest just blows them out. Yeah, here's the thing, and again, this game easily easily could have played or should have been played on. Friday. Hey Jeff, is that you? Hello. Jeff. It would have been a really bad situation, Jim. Had you, you would have put in play um, Somerville or even Goose Creek. They pushed this thing all the way back to Monday. And when you look at this thing, Jim, three days rest, three days of preparation, really a day to recoup this thing on Tuesday because there was a lot of hard-hitting games. Like you mentioned, a very – I would say intense rivalry game kind of goes way back when with Somerville and Goose Creek, which these two teams battled. I mean, there was a lot of Twitter, Twitter world going on there, and, and so they played it on Monday night. The quarterback took a lot of hits, the receivers, the running backs over at Goose Creek. The line, of course, ended up doing their thing. Tuesday, you spend it in the, in the training room. Wednesday, you're, you're coming out full strength. And then Thursday what is a walkthrough day, right? That had to be pretty much a full practice because they didn't have any time to really have downtime. Now, on the other side, this team literally went to the beach for the last four or five days because they played on Thursday. So they had all the way from Thursday, almost basically a week and a day to get ready for this entire game. And, and, and again, that, that's a big difference, and I think that's what ended up being the tail. I don't think East Creek was mentally ready. Physically, they weren't ready. And it proved uh, to be the fact that when they shut down Manny Mukwamu all night long, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I kept up with it during the game over at Fort Dorchester when, uh, you know, we had the stats kind of going back and forth, going through the live scoreboard, it, it was interesting to see how quickly they were able to really minimize what Manny uh, McQuamu could do, and that exactly is what you had to do to take down Juice Creek, and they did that in fashion, and they blew them out. I mean, it wasn't close from the time it started. was probably the closest it got all night long. Yeah, that was an incredible performance uh, by Carolina Forest and um Mason Garcia, who I, I just love that kid. I mean, he's just an outstanding quarterback. On the four, I'm going to start in lower state um, and go Myrtle Beach, 34, Airport 10, um, backup quarterback in the game for Myrtle Beach. They've got three outstanding wide receivers, and, and they put it on airport to get back uh, to the uh, lower state championship game. And they're going to be taking on Hartsville, who went to Brooklyn Casey and uh, fought hard. Uh, uh, got down early, 14 to nothing to the Bearcats, and um, they fought back in the second half, made some adjustments, and came back. And um, two minutes, 39 seconds left in the game, they score and go for two to get the lead and win that football game, uh, 22 to 21. And on the line with us right now, we've got the winning coach of that game, Jeff Calabrese. Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you guys? Man, we're doing great. Doing Congratulations. Awesome. I appreciate it. Real proud of our kids. So, uh, Jeff, talk about, you know, we talked before the game and, and, and talked about both teams, yours and Brooklyn Casey. Talk a little bit about um, what they did to you guys in the first half to, to, to secure a lead and then what kind of adjustments you made uh, at halftime because you guys came out looking like a different team. Well, first of all, Brooklyn Casey's a really good football team. And, and uh, you know, their their offensive and defensive lines, uh, you know, as I talked to you about before the game, was very concerning. 
And and it took us a while to get adjusted to that, you know. And they and they had a great, good game plan coming in, and and uh, they were doing some things that uh, we had not seen uh, defensively. So we had to just get our kids calmed down, make sure they understood where they were going and where they needed to be, and and certainly match their physicality. And and uh, uh, you know, like I said, halftime was was not a huge deal. We didn't feel like we were way out of out of sorts. We just felt like we were just missing on some things. So basically, just calming them down and. We made a little substitution uh, change at running back and, and uh, uh, inserted Jason Anderson at, uh, at at the single back spot and uh, put Kadarius Jackson in at wing and try to get a little more speed on the field, which we felt like that might help us a little bit. And then we had to let Owen Taylor play a little bit at quarterback and, and let him throw some balls around the yard. Hey, Coach, Richie Alba with Southern Sports Central. Uh, glad to get in here with you. I'm actually originally from uh, Myrtle Beach. I went to Stockton, so I grew up playing against Hartsville back in the day when we were 4A, so I'm very familiar with you guys. And, uh, you know, even though I live down and work out of Charleston, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm that Ori PD kind of guy. It's in my blood, so it's good to see you guys go up to uh, and play a good team, like you mentioned. But where I'm really proud of you as a coach and your entire coaching staff is that you taught your kids how to stay on it, how to keep battling. Talk to us about that. I think Jim kind of touched on it, but I watched you guys all throughout the night, and, and you never gave up. You never quit. And you tell your kids that in the spring, right? You get into them in the summertime. That's why you do the two-a-days and the heat. But this is where it pays off. It talks to us about how these extra practice days and these hot days kind of got you through a night like tonight where you guys had to get it out there and leave it all on the field. Well, number one, let me tell you this. As a coach, I really appreciate you saying that because that means the most to me. Uh, our, our football team's been through the ringer now. Uh, you know, we lost 40, 43, 44 kids off the roster last year. Uh, we've had to remove 13 kids off of our team as we've gone through the course of the year. Uh, you know, and it not, you know, these kids aren't bad kids. They had to learn right from wrong. And uh, it, and the next kid kept stepping up, and, and this team kept battling. I have uh, three great senior captains in Kevon Hagler, Eric Brown Jr., and Justin Abraham that have, that have been player-led team. I mean, they have done it a phenomenal job. So, so really, this game has been who we are as a team. We've been battling uh, all year, and and the next man up has battled. I mean, we had a freshman catch his first ball of the year tonight. Uh, the, the the young man that broke the touchdown is 15 years old uh, for an 80-yard touchdown or 70-yard touchdown for the go-ahead score. So I, I think really the game was easy because we've been living it every day. So again, as a coach, I, I really appreciate you seeing that. And that's what I'm most proud of this football team, regardless how it turns out past this week. I'm just real proud of our kids. Well, Coach, speaking of past this week, uh, Myrtle Beach gets the gets the win over Airport tonight. Uh, they've they've kind of uh, had their backs against the wall for the last couple of weeks without their starting quarterback, Luke Doty. Um, apparently, they they come get an Airport team tonight, and the backup quarterback does a great job filling in. But as you and I talked before before this game, Myrtle Beach is loaded and uh, they've got some outstanding wide receivers for dangerous offensive players. What are you, uh, what are your plans as you go into this weekend? When are you going to start preparing? Do you start tonight? Do you enjoy this win at least for uh, eight hours, 12 hours or so before you start on Myrtle Beach and what's your plan for them? Well, number one, we're going to enjoy it for 24 hours. <laughs> we have a 24 hour rule where, Listen, I'm telling you guys, these things are too hard to win. And and, and I think if you don't appreciate what your team was able to do and enjoy it, uh, then, then what, you know, you got to enjoy it with your kids and, and with your coaching staff. But I guarantee you after those 24 hours are up, uh, we've got an amazing staff. Our defensive staff is led by Coach Carlisle Kuntz. Uh, and, and, you know, just, just everybody on our team. We'll, we'll get to work. We'll do everything we can. Uh, you know, certainly – Myrtle Beach is a phenomenal football team, and if I know Coach Wilson, he's been saving Luke Doty for the semifinal game for sure. Um, but you know, listen, we'll, we'll worry about that. We know what we face the murder in the year. We understand the challenges. Um, but hey, we got a shot because we're playing in it, and and I, I think uh, our kids will come with everything they have, and and uh, we'll see how it plays out. Well, you guys played them back in October, early October. Uh, we know um, that that you guys have matured, gradually matured, 
um, more and more each week during this football season. You and I talked after week two this year, and we talked about the, the youth on inexperience on your football team. Uh, October 4th, you guys played Myrtle Beach. Um, it was uh, a 42-21 football game. Compare your team uh, right now to where you were at uh, at that first meeting with Myrtle Beach. Beach. <laughs> I don't even think we're the same football team in a lot of respects. You know, we, we, we had to adjust a lot of things. We did a lot of soul searching after that game. We were 3-3, three and three and uh, you know, Myrtle Beach exposed some things that we had to get fixed. And, and uh, so I, I think certainly that game was uh, was a catalyst into where we are today in terms of, you know, everything from schematically to, to the kids that were playing. You know, we were looking for kids with heart and soul to put on that football field, and we found them. And, uh, and, and just, you know, we're a different football team. Now, listen, uh, we'll see how it goes. We certainly understand the challenges that we face, but – but I think we're a much better – we're in a better place uh, to, to go down to Myrtle Beach and battle them. Well, Jeff, listen, I appreciate you calling in, and uh, congratulations uh, on the win. It was great catching up with you tonight. Uh, you're one of my favorites. You always have been. I think uh, go all, going all the way back to when you were over at West Florence. And I uh, just wish you guys the best of luck, and you guys have a safe trip uh, on the way back to Hartsville. Jim, thank you so much, and, and I really can't thank y'all enough for for celebrating kids in, in high school football. Uh, you know, these kids work so hard, and uh, and and you know that they, they need to be celebrated, and, and we just appreciate y'all's job and what you're doing to celebrate that with us. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. All right, everybody, Jeff Calabrese right, from Hartsville, and uh, big win for the Red Foxes over Brooklyn Casey tonight. 22-21. It was an exciting finish, and uh, we're not going. We're going to skip the break, Richie, because we're going to go to our next coach uh, that uh, has been kind enough to take some time out of his schedule to call us, Coach Chad Greer from Oceanside. Chad, congratulations on the win tonight. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it, man. Really proud of the boys. Well, t- tell us about the game. It looked like it was back and forth and, and fairly evenly matched game early uh, in the first half. And then the next thing I know, I look up and, and Oceanside's kind of pulling away. Uh, they, they hit us with a, a home run play to start the game. Um, one play drive to the house. and That, that opened our eyes. We, we, we knew they had athletes all over the field. That would be a challenge for us. And, um, they, they hit one right off the bat and uh, – we uh, we missed a chance and um, and they uh, came back and scored again. So we we're down fourteen nothing. But I was really proud of the, the boys our, our kids showed and our coaches. And we a big part of our program is being prepared to win on the last play of the game. We, we conditioned for that. We we talk about it all the time. It doesn't really matter uh, what happens in the first quarter. We we always try to lay it back to you know you get punched in the mouth and that's adversity in life. Stare you know, in the face. You stare right back in the eye and say, "Bring it, let's go." And I think that's our kids played that way and. Uh, we end up actually. I, I thought we had a chance to really blow it open. Um, we got a stop right before half. We were up 28-14, and uh, Keegan took one of his. Man, he was unbelievable tonight. But he, he got us down there close inside the, the five. We ran a timeout. And, um, we had a. You know, we felt sure we'd at least get a field goal out of it. We get the ball coming out, so we thought we'd at least be up 31-14. And uh, we just uh, you know, we made a bad play, uh, threw a bad ball, got picked about 105 yard touchdown return.
He had a I couple call back. I mean, he easily had 400 <laughs> yards rushing. I mean, it's uh, telling you, I, it's beyond me. I can't explain how there's two schools in our backyard that I, I can't explain why they have it not only offered him but aren't beating down his door. He's a great kid. He's a 2.9 right. GPA, 10.40 SAT. He can run. Look, one of the touchdowns we threw was only because he made he picked up the blitz, made a hell of a block, so Sean gets off the <laughs> touchdown. I mean, he does everything. He and, and uh-huh. never gets tired. And he, it's not like he's running linear. I mean, he's jump cut and shifted and shedding block tackles and running through tackles. And you know, I look at him after a you fifty-yard know, run, but hey, man, I need to blow. He's like, no, let's go, let's go, give me the ball. Coach, you know, you you don't get Coach. players like this often, right? I mean, there's times that that you don't get a guy like this that that really kind of bounces back. I mean, I see him in town here, you know, rocking around. He and I have a chance all the time to catch up on the phone. We meet up and, and have lunch or what have you, man. But he's such a special kid. And, and, and I'm oh, going to turn it back yeah. to Jim after this. But tell me about what's it like. And you've had a lot of special kids from your days in North Carolina and now your days here in South Carolina. But, but where does this kid stand as far as a special kind of kid that you really can't really – you can't build him, you can't train him. They just kind of come in the campus the way they are. No, I wish I could take credit for him, but, you know, God gave this kid some unbelievable athletic ability. But what I watched him do is, you know, we first got him, I, I wouldn't tell you he was serious at all about football. I, I think we were kind of – we thought he had some potential, but, you know, I wasn't sure he was going to really buy in, and we weren't really counting on him. And, um, man, he just – you know, he matured, decided this is what he wanted to do. Uh, maybe he wasn't the basketball first guy after all, and um, he committed to the weight room. He's strong. I mean, his, his upside, you got to remember, he's only played, you know, not even two full seasons, and he just keeps getting better every time he goes out there. He, he's never had a bad game. I mean, he's, uh, his upside is tremendous, but he, he's a guy that, you know, makes it a little easier to call plays. I've had a couple of those, usually, you know, quarterbacks and receiver-oriented, but it's the first time I've had a running back that just can truly control the game because I can call about anything. And, uh, and, and look, let me, let me say this, too. It's not like he's doing it by himself. Uh, we have a tremendous offensive line. This is the best offensive line I've ever had the privilege to coach. They're big, strong, uh, very well coached by Coach Robbins. They they, they really uh, play very well together. Our kids, our receivers, we take a lot of pride in blocking on the edge. And you'll see a lot of that downfield. That, and that, and that's the thing with Keegan. He, he knows those guys are working for him, so he's a, a patient runner. He sets up blocks. He kind of glides, and he hits another gear. But it's um it's been a fun – and for somebody who likes to throw it as much as I do, I've actually really enjoyed the running game this year. Well, Coach, listen, congratulations on the win. Uh, enjoy it for uh, at least a little while before you start working. you got a big opponent next <laughs> week in Barnwell. And, and uh, we, yeah. we, you, you and I talked about the uh, Barnwell-Timberland game uh, this week, and Barnwell comes out uh, playing big tonight. So looking forward to that game and uh, look forward to hearing from you again next week. Sure, appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Y'all be good. All right, man. Thank you. Congrats, Safe travels. All right, Chad Greer from Oceanside Collegiate. I tell you, Richie, that guy, I love that guy, man. He he is he is a class act. Well, you know, Jim, there's certain guys that we call in doing what we do, and we're not sure if they look at their phone and put it back down, but there are those coaches that you know every time you call. It doesn't matter what time, when, where, how – they answer that phone, and Coach Greer is one of one of a bunch. I mean, we're very fortunate in this industry that so many good coaches are still out here coaching, but he's one of the good guys. We call him. He answers the phone. He's always willing. Uh, he'll come on in the morning with me. He'll come in the nighttime with you, and he does it. He just loves it because he realizes it's a chance to promote these kids, man. And realistically, he gets it. He loves on those boys as much as anybody. The parents love on him. Uh, you know, it's very special what he's built. But this Keegan Williams kid – it is a shame. It is a shame. I get what people want to tell me, that he's playing against this, that, and the other. But, look, he's playing against the kids that their job is to tackle him. So you can't tell me just because they're in 2A football they don't tackle like they tackle in 5A football, right? I mean, this kid's still yeah. – he's throwing it. He's running it. He's doing everything. And I bet if, if Coach Greer would have been asked today, if Coach Benton, who's their special teams coach, would have said, hey, I need him to kick, I'm pretty sure Keegan Williams would kick it. So, I mean, I just hope that, that soon – this kid, I hope he doesn't have to win a state championship to get a to get a scholarship because he's definitely earned it here. He's a leading rusher in the low country. I mean, he's got over 2,000 yards uh, already. 2,500, I think, is what he sits at. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it, it is it is sad. I mean, it's kind of hard to figure out. I know that I know that there's there's more to the story 
than just him being missed by some of the schools. There's there's some other stuff going on, but we won't get into that tonight because we still got a whole list of scores to get to, and we got another coach online uh, with us who uh, had an outstanding game tonight, and um, it is Stuart Young from the Saluda Tigers. Got a big win uh, tonight um, over uh, Southside Christian. And uh, Stuart, congratulations on the win, 56-42 over a, a tough Southside Christian team that uh, you guys had some trouble with earlier in the year, but you come out on top tonight. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, first time we played them, 16, 13 games. Can you believe that? And this time it's almost 100 points put up. Uh, but, yeah, it was, they, they played they played really well. Uh, their quarterback was back tonight, and he, he, was, he was giving us a lot of trouble, uh, 28-28. We ran open kickback, and then everybody just kept scoring against each other. Twenty-eight, twenty-eight at halftime. Uh, pardon me, I'm getting on this bus to drive back, so you might that's have okay. trouble here with these kids on here. That's all right. We we like we like bus noise. That's good. That's good, <laughs> yeah. good radio. So um, you have a you have a, a great game against uh, those guys tonight. Now you face an Abbeville team that you're also familiar with. And uh, I was talking to uh, Jamie Nichols uh, last week on the show, and he was talking about salute the Saluda game, and we we're talking about how strong the bracket was. And you know, he mentioned you know if if it weren't for a you know a fumble uh, in that football game, that the, the Saluda Abbeville game was a seven point football game. So coming out of this game, I know you got to enjoy it. But but you guys have got to be licking your chops, thinking that that uh, you could pull an upset over Abbeville this week. Uh, yeah, I uh, you know that game we we were winning, uh, we were tied seven to seven, driving in to uh, score, and we fumbled at the sixteen yard line in the second quarter, and they got it back and did what they do and go down the field and score, and then we the first play of our offensive. Uh, Next drive was 14-7. We threw a little screen pass, and they stripped it and ran it in for a touchdown. So it made it 21-7. to And then after that, it was just playing catch-up. That's hard to do against them. And they, they kind of – you know, you got to keep them out of the comfort zone. And uh, when they get in that comfort zone, it's, it's tough. And we had them in it, out of it a little bit early, but we didn't sustain it. So, you know, that's just what we got to do. you got to almost play perfect ball and, and really uh, can't turn it over. I mean, we turned it over – we turned it over uh, four times that night. They didn't have any. And very similar to this, when we played this team the first time, uh, Southside Christian, we turned it over in crucial situations, and they didn't. And tonight they had one big turnover, and we didn't have any. So, really, when you get to these games, that that, that really matters, you know. Well, I'm looking forward to the game. Abbeville knocks off Gray Collegiate, uh, uh, an explosive team, 38-35 tonight, setting up a rematch with the Saluda Tigers, 56-42 over Southside Christian. Coach, uh, congratulations on this win. I appreciate you calling in. And uh, you guys have safe travels back, and, and best of luck to you next week against Abbeville. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for having me on, man. All right, man. Thank you. All right, that's Stuart yes, Young, head football coach from the Saluda Tigers, uh, and they will be taking on Abbeville next week. Um, Richie, I got a guy calling in right now. It's a it's an old friend of mine that is a big time Gaston Indian fan, and he always likes to call and give us a report. And I appreciate his report because he's not just a fan; he knows a little bit about football. So, uh, Kevin, tell us what happened tonight. How did this Gaffney Indian team pull off the upset and and shock everybody in the Upstate? Energy, Jim. I've doubted these boys all year. You know it. I've said it. I've told you. I've talked to you on the phone about it. Their talent has been there. Tonight, they just fought. I mean, our defense stayed on the field in the first quarter for all of but one minute and 32 seconds. Burns went down, got the ball, kicked the field goal. We fumbled the kickoff. They scored again. We fumbled the kickoff. They scored again. And, And these guys were just cramping. And they didn't quit fighting. We didn't. We didn't let them bully us. We kept Harrison check. I, I don't. I don't know if our defense has played better all year. I mean, I, I really. I never doubt Gaffney in the playoffs, and anybody that does don't know Gaffney football. You, you can have a 
six and five regular season and playoffs roll around and it's a whole nother dang ball team. And so, you know, I told you last week that we would win. I knew we would win last week. I said, we'll win. There's no doubt we'll win. I knew it. Uh, this week, I didn't doubt they would win, uh, but I just didn't have a good feeling about it. But they proved me wrong and proved everybody wrong. It, nobody believed in them but themselves, and they went out there and fought. Man, they went out there and took it from them. Hey, bud, this is Richie Altman down in Charleston with Southern Sports Central. Uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier with a coach, uh, I grew up in uh, up in the Myrtle Beach area, went to Saxby, but I remember in the 90s, man, Gaffney was one of those teams. It was kind of Gaffney and Irmo and Somerville and Berkeley. So so it's good to see. It, it really is. It's good to see. There's, it's like college football. There's the Michigan, the Ohio State, and the Florida State. And Gaffney's one of those landmark kind of household names. It's glad, glad to see you guys back up at the top. And uh, I'm like you. I, I never count out Gaffney, man. Anytime you guys come out on the field, I expect it to be had. And, I think Gaffney was one of the first teams that I remember playing against in the 90s when it used to be kind of a point system. We had the Sweet 16, and we went up to Gaffney back then. They had the crossover. You'd go up to the upstate, even if you were lower state, and the, you guys had beards coming out of your helmets. I mean, it was like grown men already at the age of like 14. <laughs> but uh, congratulations yeah. on the win. Hey, we appreciate it. Yeah, that's back in the old Big 16 days, you know. That just uh, – I didn't like that point system because sometimes we would have to travel all the way to a Stratford or Somerville. I mean, I remember us being two and nine one year, but back then every team in the big 16 made it in. Well, we're two and nine and travel to Somerville in the opening round and lose by two points. I mean, it was a shootout. And nobody expected us to, but Burns has got a, they got a good ball team. They just, I think it was overconfident tonight. I mean, but our guys, our quarterback managed the ball. He didn't make any mistakes. Our running game was really impressive. Uh, they got, things got a little chippy at the end. We were going to probably nil it and go and you know just take the win. And they started pushing and shoving. So on fourth and ten, I, I'm, I'm hollering, "Kick the field goal, Dan! You can't do this. You got to kick the field goal. Kick the field goal. Don't be stupid." Hell, we call a off tackle, and Peanut takes it to the house for another touchdown to seal the game. So, you know, I've been critical of these guys. Jim will be the first to tell you. That's why they get paid the big bucks to make those calls and not me up in the stands. But, uh, hey, we'll go to Dorman and see what happens. You know, you, you never know. It's playoff football. We're Everybody, we're still – we're both 2-0 and o going into next week at – in Roebuck, it should be one heck of a ball game. I mean, they're a, they're a total team, but, you know, I, that's why you line up and play. Who knows? We'll see what happens. We'll keep well, fighting, that's for sure. They won't run us over. We'll, they're going to know they were in a fight, win, lose, or drop. Well, I think they know they were in a fight tonight. Dorman, uh, Dorman had their own struggles uh, tonight when they played Clover. And they come out of that with a 45-42 win, but the, the game was in question late. And, uh, and as far as Gaffney, yeah, exactly. You know, Kevin, um, I just want to mention this Gaffney team is a team, you know, that you know, they went to Sumter last night, last week and destroyed Sumter. They get the win over Burns tonight. And I think I told, yeah, and I think I told you earlier this week, the Gaffney team that went to Sumter last week, was the Gaffney team that I had ranked number two in the state in the preseason. That was the, that was the Gaffney team I expected. And then it kind of came unraveled uh, when the season started. And as we started going through the season and they got injuries and they just weren't playing, they had that Jekyll Hyde uh, personality where, you know, one a different team would show up each week. But I think they're firing on all cylinders right now. And I think Gorman's in trouble. Yeah, well, you know, one – I never say one one player makes the game, and you know we lost Jamari Littlejohn, the App State commit, and Stan Ellis, an App State commit, you know, back-to-back weeks. We lose these guys forever, and Jamari's still not back. But when we got Stan back on defense, everything started clicking. People don't realize how good – the fact that the big in-state schools are letting this kid go to App State, who is a great program, nothing against them, it's a crime. Because 
what this guy does at the cornerback position, Jim, when you watch him play, he lines the whole defense up playing corner. He, he affects yeah. that entire defense the way Ed Reed affected Baltimore from the safety position. But he's seeing all this from across the field. He's not even playing the high safety and can still make the right calls and get in and out of bad situations. And, you know, that, to me, I mean, it just snapped. You know, he, he come back and the whole defense changed. And, you know, well, they defense got it. Plays. This Ellis is, uh, I tell you, he is a kid that, and I know that I know that the, they like him at wide receiver. App State does, but he's a cornerback, and I'll tell you, he is he is a guy that's going to have a long career on Sundays if he stays at cornerback. I think that he he can play on Sundays at cornerback, and I'm going to tell you this, and you're a big Gamecock fan, so you may appreciate this. After watching his film, and I've watched a lot of his film and talked to him. This is a kid that I feel is better than DJ Swearinger was coming out of high school. He, he's a, he's the same kid, and but he tackles better than DJ. You know that's been yep. as great as DJ is, and he's one of my favorite Gamecocks of all time. I you know I I love DJ when he played at Greenwood. He was a you know do everything player. Stan tackles better. He doesn't go for a big hit. He he's a form tackler where DJ wasn't. So, I, honestly, Jim, I think he's better as a yeah, defensive think, back than Swearinger was. And and yeah. App State is going to – they're going to they're gonna do him a, an injustice if they – they're going to use him however they see fit, and he agreed to go there. And that's fine, but I, I agree. You know, when this kid was a ninth grader, rest his soul, Cameron Brooks, great coach we had, told me then, Kevin, watch this kid. He's the best – natural corner I've ever coached and 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 Cameron coached some good ones and he didn't lie this kid his hips move well he's never out of position he high points the ball he, you know if he's out of position on a throw he he knows to at the last minute knock the arm down so they can't make the catch if he can't get to the ball he'll take the arm out it's all of this is instinct it, it's you can't coach what this kid's got but he brought the yeah. defense together. You know that's yeah. uh, they're getting three and outs again, and that's all helped. And it's it's took a lot of pressure off the offense. Yeah, well he's he's played a great uh, played played some great games for Gaffney, and they're certainly going to miss him. But uh, you still got him. You still got him the rest of the season, and let's hope that he uh, steps up and plays his normal game next week against Dorman because I think they're going to need it. Kevin, I appreciate the report, man. we got to get a break and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. You can call us in a, a report on Gaffney's win over Dorman next week. How about that? Will do, brother. Look forward to it. Appreciate all you do for high school sports. All right. Thank you, buddy. All right, Kevin Ramsey from Gaffney, a uh, longtime Gaffney Indian. I tell you what, you won't, you won't see a bigger Gaffney fan uh, than Kevin. We're going to get a break. We are up against uh, – uh, actually, we got to get a couple of a uh, couple of sponsors in, and then we'll be back to run through all of the scores. Uh, Jim Baxter, along with Richie Altman from Southern Sports Central, on the South Carolina High School Football Post Game Show. We'll be right back. It's calling your taste buds. You know that delicious-looking landmark, that chocolate-dipped cone in the sky, located in Triangle City, West Columbia. Under it, the legendary Zesto where folks have come from miles around the last six decades to enjoy the absolute best Zesto burgers, sandwiches, homemade slaw dogs, and hot fudge sundaes. All fast and fresh and friendly. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. till 11 p.m. ZestoWestColumbia.com You ever get frustrated with your lawn maintenance problems or perhaps have some landscaping issues that you need to take care of? Windmill Services can help you out. They're not just a landscaping company. They offer a variety of services for all of your outdoor needs. You can hire them for one-time jobs like landscaping, design installation, irrigation installation or repair, sod installation, and even outdoor lighting services. They also are available for ongoing services like scheduled lawn mowing, landscape maintenance, and grounds maintenance. They've been providing professional outdoor services for 25 years to residential and commercial properties in and around the Columbia, South Carolina area. Give them a call today at 803-513-3662 or visit them on the web at windmillservices.net. More than just a landscaping company. (laughs) 
time for the South Carolina High School Football Post Game Show from SCVarsity.com with your host, Jim Baxter. All right, welcome back into the South Carolina High School Football Post Game Show. Jim Baxter from SCVarsity.com along with Richie Altman from Southern Sports Central in the Low Country of South Carolina and Richie uh, had some great guests, but you know what? We have not even gone over the scoreboard. So I'm going to complete that and we'll talk about some of these games after that. Uh, finishing up the uh, 4A classification, uh, Wren 17, Greenville 7, setting up a game with Ridgeview uh, who knocked off Daniel last night, 35-28. Uh, we've already talked about Myrtle Beach over Airport, 34-10, Parksville 22, Brooklyn KC 21. In the 3A classification, it was Chapman, all over Woodruff, 49 to nothing. Camden gets the win on the road over Union County, 42 to 27. Uh, in the lower state, May River, 21. Strom Thurmond, 17. Dillon, 41. Gilbert, 34. In a shootout in Gilbert. In the Class 2A, it was Saluda, 56. Southside Christian, 42. We heard from uh, Saluda head coach Stuart Young. Abbeville, 38. Gray Collegiate, 35. Gray giving them all they wanted. Uh, Barnwell, 49, Timberland, 19, setting up a game with Oceanside Collegiate, who knocked off Woodland, 56-42. In the 1A bracket, Rich Spring Mineta, 26, Blackville Hilda, 24 in three overtimes. Wagner Sally, 24, Lamar, 12. In the lower state, it was Lakeview, 50, Cross, 8. And Green C. Floyd knocks off C.E. Murray, 46-6. And that wraps up the entire state of the third round of playoffs. One more um, that I wanted to get in, Richie, that, uh, and, and we don't talk a lot about uh, Skiza, but Hammond Skyhawks and Eric Kimry uh, goes up against Lawrence Manning tonight in the Skiza 3A state championship game, and they knock off the Swamp Cats 49-21 to capture, uh, what, their 11th, 12th state championship for the Hammond Skyhawks. Uh, congratulations to Eric Kimry and, and uh, his guys. So next week, Richie, um, we're looking at these these brackets. What games are you looking forward to? I mean, there's some good games in, in every classification. Well, you know, I, mean, I, I will go to create the lower state here and, and look at Hartsville. Can Hartsville come in here and, and look at this backup quarterback? I, I understand uh, that, that the realization of, uh, of Myrtle Beach, they're good, no doubt. They've got a backup quarterback, and there's a chance that Doty comes back. But even if not, this other kid has stepped up. He's playing through. But Hartsville found another gear. I mean, for them to stick around and be able to come in and battle the way they did against a very good team up there where you were at tonight, kind of speaks volumes of this coaching staff, like I said. So I'm interested to see. These two teams know each other really well. Uh, they've known each other really well for forever, it seems like, even from my days in high school. Uh, that's an interesting matchup. Is Carolina Force, are they for real? Can they honestly, can anybody, I mean anybody, can, can they go against Dutch Fork? I, I'm telling you, man, I, I knew Dutch Fork was good, but after seeing the defensive front that, that I thought Fort Dorchester had brought to the table, Man, I'm telling you, dude, these guys just shredded them. And a lot of it was momentum, but it is what it is. And so you see uh, Coach Knott just really just taking it to a defense that I've not, I, I really thought was one of the best te- defensive teams in high school football I've ever seen. And then um, I, I think you look at, at some of the other matchups like Gaffney. Can they handle Dorman? Can they keep the momentum going in, in the upstate? And then Oceanside. Man, Oceanside is legit. Keegan Williams is really good. But, again, this is a game that, that I can promise you that everybody's like, okay, well, this is the team that they're going to struggle with. But every, every week in the low country, you've heard that kind of rumor kind of getting through, and now uh, we'll, we'll see what Chad Gray and those guys can do. And those are kind of the three or four games I'm going to be watching really closely uh, to next Friday night. Well, you, we got Gaffney and Dorman. You mentioned that. And I think that the Gaffney um, is a team that can beat Dorman. Um, I think Gaffney has to show up to play football. Gaffney has been a little sporadic this year, um, you know, not really knowing which team was going to show up. But uh, as Kevin pointed out, they got their quarterback back. They have Stan Ellis back, Stan Ellis back on defense, and he plays offense for them as well. 
They have they did lose Jamari Littlejohn to an ACL injury, but they have his younger brother. Well, they're, they're both seniors this year. Damari Littlejohn at wide receiver, who's one of the most um, really prolific wide receivers in the state that you haven't heard of. And so I think that that's going to be a great matchup. The, the problem is on the other side of the bracket, you've got Dutch Fork. And I know Carolina Forest, they they got to play Carolina Forest. I think that's just a formality. I don't think that – I've said all year there's not a team in the state that can come within two touchdowns of Dutch Fork. And I think you got to witness that tonight, just what kind of machine they really are. So, I think uh, Dutch Fork takes care of business uh, with Carolina Forest. Uh, in the 4A um, bracket, Wren plays Greenville. And Greenville actually holds Wren to 17 points, which was a, a surprise. Now, Wren, was, Wren gets a win – but this is a team that, you know, scores 40 points a game, 50 points a game, and they get held to 17 points by Greenville. Um, and if I can only imagine what Ridgeview's defense will look like against Wren because Ridgeview has got what I feel is the best defense in the upstate bracket. Um, they get the big win over Daniel uh, last night, 35-28. Listen, Richie, they beat Daniel 35-28, and they had three touchdowns called back. Um, so this is a this is a Ridgeview team is peaking at the right time. I think that's going to be a great matchup. Myrtle Beach Hartsville. I wouldn't even want to pick this game after watching Hartsville play tonight and and the way. And I told someone at halftime tonight. I said, when we come out of half, this is what this is going to be the the telling story because Jeff Calabrese is one of the best coaches in the state of South Carolina, and I will guarantee you he will make adjustments to bring this game close. Well, not only did he bring it close, he won the game. Um, in the class 3A, I've said all year Chapman's going to win the state championship. I repeat that Chapman uh, beats Woodruff 49 to nothing. They get Camden next week. I know Camden's playing good football. Camden proved me wrong tonight. I actually picked Union County to to beat Camden. Camden goes up to Union County, gets an upset. But I think that the uh, the season ends next week when they face Chapman because Chapman's the best 3A team in the state. Um, May River uh, gets the win over Strom Thurmond. Um, about five weeks ago, when we were talking about uh, the top teams in the lower state, uh, the teams that, that I mentioned were May River, Gilbert, and Dillon uh, were three of the four. Wade Hampton was the other one. So three of those four teams were remaining tonight. Now uh, we only have two of them, and they're playing each other next week. Uh, Dillon, who got the, a big win over Gilbert in a shootout, 41-34, will take on a May River team that got a win over a very good strong Thurman team tonight. 21-17. Uh, 2A classification, the one that, that we just got through talking about with Oceanside, uh, Saluda and Abbeville, they're going to rematch. Uh, listen, I know Saluda's going to make adjustments, and I know they're going to play better than they did the first time, but I don't think I don't think anybody's going to beat Abbeville, uh, at, least, at least until they get to the state championship game. And then depending on who gets there, I don't even know if, if, if Barnwell or Oceanside is going to be able to compete with Abbeville. Uh, Barnwell and Oceanside play next week. We've talked about that when we had uh, Coach Greer on. And in the Class A, uh, Rich Spring Mineta uh, with a triple overtime win over Blackville Hill to uh, the prize. They get to play Wagner Sally next week, who knocked off Lamar. And I think Wagner Sally uh, is just going to be too too strong. Uh, they're a very good running football team. They're senior laden. Um, they got the seniors on that football team are four year starters and they're going to cause a lot of problems for Spring Mineta. Lakeview and uh, Green Sea Floyd, as good as Lakeview's playing right now, I don't think they can beat Green Sea Floyd. I think Green Sea Floyd gets back to the state championship, and I think it's going to be a great game uh, when they get there. But they got to get by Lakeview first, uh, but I think they will. Uh, closing thoughts uh, on the night, Richie? Uh, any, anything standing out to you? Well, the one thing I do want to say is this. There's a lot of teams out there tonight, and I know you're heavy-hearted and, and, and you are kind of got your head down, and, and that just means you love the game that you played. But, but remember this. You made it to the third round. A lot of teams didn't make it into one round or second round or now, like I said, third round. Uh, so, so don't hang your head down. If you're a junior, you're going to be a senior. It's time for you to step up and vice versa. If you're, you're, you're going to move up next year. If you're a senior, hey, man, thank your coaches. Thank your players that, that, that were around you. Thank the trainers. Uh, thank everybody who supported you and enjoy the moment that you're in because once you check in the pads, man, it's a different deal. The, the chapter that where you're going next is going to happen. Uh, and I do want to recognize Cross. I know they, they didn't have the night they wanted to, but you're talking about a coach last year that went 0-9 down here in Berkeley County. They went 7-5 and I think five or 7-4 and four after losing tonight. But 
to go 0-9 last year, to make it to the third round, and any other team who were able to turn it around, hey, good job. And, and just think next year it's going to be a little bit better. But, uh, man, it's like these coaches say it. They thank us for doing what we do, Jim. But you and I, J.B., we love this. Uh, Southern Sports Central, whether it be SC Varsity, man, we've partnered together to really educate, entertain, and, and have some fun with these young athletes who really work hard, not just on, on the football season, but this is a 365-day sport now. It is, and, and you add recruiting to that, and you've got uh, a lot of stuff that you can talk about. Well, Richie, uh, time's about up for us. Uh, another a great show. Uh, appreciate uh, Coach uh, Chad Greer um, and uh, Coach Stuart Young from Saluda. And um, who else we have? Joe, Jeff Calabrese from Hartsfield. Congratulations to all the guys who, who played tonight and won. And for all you guys uh, that uh, – played for the last time for this football season, some of them for the last time of their high school career. Um, don't hang your heads down and uh, just enjoy the game. Uh, Richie, look forward to seeing you on Sunday. We'll have uh, the Sunday drive. Uh, tell people where they can find you online. All right, so you can check us out over there at SO Sports Central. That's Southern Sports Central if you're in Blog Talk area. We're part of the Blog Talk family. Jim and I, of course, uh, broadcast here. Uh, Southern Sports Central on Facebook. We're live Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. We're, we're a good talk show. We bring in the high school kids, uh, college, uh, high school coaches. We do college as well. But that's it. We just focus on those two main entrees. And in the morning, if you're looking to have something to get you started in your pregame, we'll have some coaches, some players in in the morning between 8 and 10. And if I can get JV up a little early tomorrow, who knows, he might join me in the morning as well. So uh, never a bad day to talk high school football and talk some college stuff if you have a little extra time. Well, Richie, again, appreciate you being on the show with me, and I had a good time and look forward to uh, Sunday on the Sunday Drive. And uh, we'll be back uh, to talk about next week's football games and any other news that's coming up on the Sunday Drive at 6 p.m. on Sunday right here on scvarsity.com. Mm-hmm.